The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Are you longing for a place where hope, ideas, and new ways of thinking can arise? For nearly 50 years, Omega Institute's campus in Rhinebeck, New York, has been a gathering place where world-class teachers provide innovative educational experiences that cultivate extraordinary potential in us all. Join us either on campus or online. To learn more, visit eomega.org. Welcome to the Women's Sanctuary, the podcast about tending the soul of women, sisterhood, and the rise of the sacred feminine. I'm your host, Arlia Hoffman. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. Today, I want to dive into some really big topics. First of all, I'm thrilled to have you here with me. Welcome to the Women's Sanctuary. My name is Arlia. Um, I want to dive into some, like I said, some big topics in the context of women's sacred practice. The Women's Temple is a sacred container for embodied spiritual practice. I was trained by the Awakening Women Institute by Shamali Arda in Nevada City, California, beginning actually like almost 10 years ago, which is kind of incredible to to think about. And in the model that she and her co-founder developed, women come and and into a sacred container and they sink into the sensations in their body, what's up and for them emotionally. They connect with themselves and their own experience and accepting each moment, meeting each moment as it is, combined with using archetypes and iconography, so such as goddesses and sacred figures to reflect our own divinity back to us. So it's not about worshiping something outside of us, but definitely connecting vertically to the divine, but also horizontally. In other words, from within, the divine as it bubbles up from within. And archetypes such as uh, Hindu goddesses, Celtic goddesses, um, Latin American goddesses, goddesses around the world, they're, they're archetypes. They are, they are both real and imagined. Because we can imagine them, they are real. And because they are real, we can imagine them. So from a psychological perspective, they help us tap into this unconscious part of ourselves, which is part of our divine being. And that's one of the places that the Awakening Women Institute model appealed to me because I am already, (laughs) I was already swimming in that field of archetypes. So they become keys to unlock aspects of ourselves. 
if you if you generally are a meek and mild person, then connecting with Kali, the fierce feminine, would definitely help you access that. If you are an assertive, bold person who is always speaking truth without filter, connecting with Mother Mary would help you access a different sense of inner quiet and and truth, quiet truth, where it's useful for you. Temple gives us the freedom to move energy through our bodies. Much of our wisdom comes through the very felt sense of our physicality. Centered in the womb space, whether there are womb organs there or not is irrelevant. It is, if you identify as a woman, that second chakra sacral bowl becomes your your center of power. And from that moves your emotions, your intuition, and it's lived out through the body. So the structure I use in women's temples, as I've practiced for the last six years, is um, a couple of hours of sinking into oneself, moving through the body, approaching a particular topic or theme, having some time for personal reflection and for sharing with others, moving through that theme through your body, your emotions, your thinking, your behavior, and then developing hopefully some new awareness that your body has brought you, that your emotions have brought you, and maybe setting some intentions for who you are and who you choose to be moving forward. That's the loose structure for women's temples. And it's very hard to explain exactly how that plays out. So today I want to talk to you about a couple of the themes that we work with in women's temples. And I want to share with you that I have, oh goodness, dozens of playlists on Spotify that are meant to take women through this two-hour process in a group of women. I'd like to share with you how to work through an entire temple if you would choose to by yourself, acknowledging that it is much richer and a different experience to do so in a group. I am also going to be offering a group experience via webinar of probably this very this very topic that I discussed today because it, that's what I feel called to do. I haven't personally facilitated a temple since maybe January or February of 2020, which is a really unusual thing for me. It's um it has, you know, I've been doing so much personal work that it hasn't felt like I had the bandwidth or desire to facilitate. 
and that changes with today. So that's a very long way of saying, welcome to Temple. I'm going to share with you what I would like to explore and then share with you the Spotify playlist that can take you through those practices. I'd like to explore the topic today of angels and prayer, which you may instinctively associate with religion. And I'd like for you to, if you can, peel off that cover of religion and consider them on their own. I love the archetype of angels. And to be clear, when I mention an archetype, I per- perceive them to be both real and imagined. So they are part of our imagination. And because humans have imagined them over centuries, they have created this archetype. And I believe they are real as a being of energy. Not that I can really, you know, understand, any of us can really understand what angels are, but I believe they are real. And I ran across this uh, card deck called Angel Blessings, Cards of Sacred Guidance and Inspiration by Kimberly Marooney, and I'll attach a link in the description. And it's become one of my most beloved decks because she really connects deeply with the energy of a lot of the angels mentioned in ancient texts. And then prayer. I can perceive prayer to be intentional thought, setting your energy focused on connecting with your eternal self and communing with the unknown, the eternal, the ineffable through meditation and conversation. And for me, I do a lot of prayer doing during temple practice. So I have a particular temple that is devoted to prayer. And in it, we begin to sit with what the desires of our heart are, and what we may be longing for, and also allow our heart to speak to us about what is, what is needed, what is uncomfortable, what is joyous, where is the gratitude. It's a self, it's a very gentle self-inventory. And then bringing forward those pieces that are, you would maybe call supplication things to lay at the feet of the universe or the goddess and say, here, this is my heart. This is, these are my needs. These are my desires. These are my sorrows. These are my joys. Please take them. I'm reminded of the Anne Lamott prayer. Please. Wow. Thank you. It, it can be as simple as thank you or please or 
Oh, oh, oh. It is that connection with the deepest, innermost parts of our being that that are beyond us, that are beyond our capacity to understand, but are so big we can rest in them. So angels and prayer. How do angels figure in? Angels are helpers. A lot of them carry, according to this deck, a lot of particular energies. And so you could call on a particular angel who carries a particular energy to assist you. And the angel of prayer is Zadkiel. In our connection through prayer prayer to the divine, there is no such thing as time. And that is why healing, you, you may have heard that healing can affect the generations behind you and the generations before you. My mother always used to say, I always pray for the highest and best outcome for you because I don't know what's best for you. And I so appreciated that. That's how I approach prayer. I, I don't even sometimes know what's best for me, but my heart does. My older, elder self does. My eternal self does. My higher self. And the act itself changes my attitude. The entry on Zadkiel talks about how prayer can replace our old thought patterns of judgment, criticism, and despair. And she mentions what she calls the three ascension attitudes. And these have become really important for me. They are love, surrender, and gratitude. Love goes so far beyond human love, and it's so difficult to verbalize. But I noticed a couple of years ago in meditation that I had not truly connected with the love of the divine. And if I had, it had been a long time and my heart had forgotten what that felt like. And for me personally, I access that through the archetype of Jesus Christ. I was raised Christian and I left the church at 37 with an understanding that I had a relationship with Jesus that transcended any of the teachings I had received. And that relationship continues. And in a meditation retreat, I realized that my connection with Jesus connected me to the love of the divine. That was my conduit. And it when I when I rediscovered it, it was bliss and it was feeling like I was so held and safe and enveloped in love. And for you, that might be an, a goddess um, or another deity or it may be Mother Nature. I know for, for certain that another way I access that is in nature. Um, and I also work with the goddess Kuan Yin, 
I've had uh, a bronze statue of her for 10 years, and she and I have worked together on many levels, personally and in Women's Temple. And her, she's called She Who Hears the Cries of the World. So she stands as this huge force of compassion and love and empathy. So however you access that, you could even you know invoke an angel that would help you get in touch with that. But I, I encourage you to cultivate it. The other one is surrender. And it's a difficult, <laughs> it is a difficult concept for women in particular to access true surrender because the patriarchy has forced unnatural surrender on us for eons. So I'm not, you know, it's difficult for us to even know what true surrender looks like. For me, it is such trust in my own intuition and my own connection with the divine that I can allow my ego to take a back seat. And so if I'm in prayer, if I am connecting with the divine, if I am abiding in love, then it is the easiest thing in the world to surrender, to surrender my will to the will of the divine. And I am not speaking of something outside of ourselves. You know, my friend Jacqueline Robinson, who was on the last episode, spoke so eloquently about it is not outside of me, it is inside. My higher masculine, my higher feminine, they rule from within me. And that's beautiful. That is how it should be. The kingdom of heaven is within. And for many of us, it takes the form of also seeing it mirrored in these divine archetypes. And, you know, that there is no one way to do it, but I see it as both and. And I'll tell you, I'll tell you right now that being able to hold the paradox of out there and in here is essential. So surrender is finding that space within you where the ego can let go of control. Because let me tell you, the ego was not meant to drive the bus. Okay. It's meant to it's meant to be your you know, administrative assistant, right? So your intuition and your heart well up with this love and gratitude, which I will get to in a moment. And from that place, you are able to surrender into the flow of life, the flow of experience, and the flow of whatever the divine is bringing to you because you trust it and yourself. It's an incredible feeling. And, you know, I talked about the feminine flow a couple of episodes ago. This is part of of getting in that flow is that love and surrender. And then gratitude. Oh, years ago, I was full of complaints. My partner can't do this. He doesn't do that. My friend won't do this. My job is blah, blah, blah. And my teacher got very quiet. And she was just brilliant because she didn't counter all of my complaints. She just said, 
Gratitude builds personal power. And I can assure you at that moment, I was not standing in my power. But I wanted to. And that woke me up. It woke me up. Gratitude builds personal power. And how is it? How does that happen? Why is that? that? Those were my questions. Like, really? How does that work? I just have to be grateful and I'm going to be powerful? <laughs> and so I'm still working with that because the gratitude brings you right now to right now, this very moment. It gets you out of complaining about the past, futurizing, having anxiety about what's coming, and gets you right here. And right here, everything is okay. Everything is okay in this moment. And if it doesn't seem okay, what is okay? For what can you be grateful? Are you breathing? Is the sun shining? Is the rain watering the plants? Can you smell the fresh grass? Do you have a place to live? If not, do you have friends who are helping you with shelter? Do you have a place to go? Do you have a connection to your own intuition? Do you have the use of all four limbs? Do you have the use of your mouth if you don't have limbs? Can you paint with your hands or with your toes? Do you have a good wheelchair? Do you, you know, it doesn't matter who you are or what your perceived or real limitations are. What do you have right here, right now? And that has transformed my life. In standing in gratitude in this moment, it brings me back to my power. Because here in this moment, the ongoing moment, the eternal moment of now is where your power is. You can do anything in this moment. I hope you can feel the power of the way gratitude brings you present and fills you, connects you to your own power. These ascension attitudes of love, surrender, and gratitude are transformative. As I mentioned earlier, they help bring us out of the judgment, criticism, and despair. And oh my goodness, I had plenty of judgment and criticism and despair. And when they begin to come back, I understand that the flip side of that, if I can find it, is the love, surrender, and gratitude. And let's return to prayer. Prayer is that meditative, sometimes not even meditative. I I prayed going down the aisles of the grocery store or as I'm sitting working or anticipating a meeting, meeting coming up. It can be meditative, but it is the focus of your thoughts. If you are focused on the anxiety of a meeting coming up, that's prayer. That is 
you attuning your energy in one direction. Really, that's the most simple definition of prayer I know, is attuning your, in, your energy in one direction. So be intentional with it. I developed this practice a few years ago, and I don't even remember why, but I, I deal with a fair amount of low-level anxiety, and I had a lot of futurizing negative thoughts about a particular meeting coming up, and I just stopped and chose to send the person I was meeting with and the meeting itself, that time period, I infused it with love. I didn't really choose an outcome. I definitely wanted a positive outcome, but I also surrendered to whatever outcome occurred because I was sending ahead love. So I sent that person love. I just wished them well and success and love and just heaped them with love. And then the interaction I've infused with love. And then I let it go. So that when the interaction came, I wasn't wrapped up in anxiety. And I wasn't set on a particular outcome. I was open. I was open to what may happen and trusting because I had already invited love there to be with us. So I offer that to you as a practice. And you can call that prayer. I I think that's a good thing to call it, prayer. (laughs) So I want to return now to Women's Temple. Um, I will link it in the description below. In Women's Temple, we did an entire evening on prayer. And so what you will see is a two-hour playlist, and you may use that however you wish. And I also invite you to consider using the layout that I brought to that particular playlist. So the first 10 to 15 minutes would be music for you to center yourself and get grounded Get yourself a cup of tea, have it playing in the background. That's kind of getting ready music. And then the next 10 minutes, usually seven to 10 minutes, usually two songs, would be seated meditation. Nothing fancy, just eyes closed and breathing and coming fully present. And then the next five to 10 minutes would be movement. So if there are a couple of upbeat songs, that is just to open your body to stand up, to move, to stretch, just to feel your body from head to toe and connect with it, observe it, and just move. (laughs) Noticing I'm moving right now. I can't, I can't help but move when I talk about it. And then there might be some meditative music for you to consider prayer and what might be coming up for you. There might be some a couple of songs for journaling. Um, you know, what are your desires? What are your deep longings? If you were to pray, what would you pray for? What kind of change would you like to see in your life, in your, in your outer world, in your inner life? And then 
once you have some clarity about what those desires are, then we would get up again and dance those prayers. If you were those prayers, if you were the person who had received those prayers, what would she look like? How would she dance? How would she move? And so then there's there's a, a period of time where you can just dance through those prayers. And then the entire last section, which might be half an hour, is intended for um, body work between sisters, where we give sacred touch and allow women to say their prayers aloud and be supported and loved physically with sacred touch while they do that. And I would invite you, if you do this, to, uh, as, as I say in, uh, in yoga, do a shavasana, which is corpse pose. So just find a, a comfortable place to lie down. It might be your bed or you could put a, a mat on the floor. And rest and breathe and speak those prayers. Now, it may feel uncomfortable to speak them aloud, but I also f- know that speaking is so powerful, speaking anything aloud. So as the music plays, speak those prayers aloud, whatever they are, in whatever form. So that is the format of the prayer temple for women's sanctuary. And you certainly do not have to do it that way. You may just find it a lovely playlist. And I invite you to use that music however it speaks to you. I also invite you to um, consider joining me on a webinar where we actually practice this with other women. And yes, it's going to be much different in an online webinar environment. And I also know it is still very powerful, moving, sacred work. So that's the invitation. You have the music available for your own practice to do with as you wish. And I will link it. If you like to find me on Spotify and you don't see the link, it's Arlia Hoffman on Spotify. And you should be able to find the playlist that says prayer. And then also um, check out the womenssanctuary.com. That's where you can find all the podcast replays. And you can find information about joining us for the prayer temple. Um, it will be free to, and open to anyone who would like to join us so that we can experience sacred practice together and explore the idea of prayer. I think prayer and these ascension attitudes are so important for our self-care and self-protection and self-love during this time. So feel free to check out thewomensanctuary.com for these resources Um, feel free to send me a message um, and I will also include on the website a link to join the webinar 
And you can also check us out on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. I'm all those places. And I would love to hear from you. And I would love to see your face on our prayer temple uh, when we have it scheduled. My name is Arlia Hoffman. Thank you so much for joining me. And I will see you again next time on the Women's Sanctuary. Find out how to connect with nature as a powerful source that supports health and well-being. I'm Dina Salisi, and on my podcast, Your Healing Garden, I go on location to talk with artists, authors, healers, teachers, and much more to explore how nature supports us in creating healthy, vibrant lives. Join me on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network or wherever you get your podcasts.